0: Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be hopefully less than fascinating so that you, our listeners, can just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I am your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me is Keset... Look, I even got your first name wrong. (laughs) I'm so I'm so uh, worried about thinking about the thing. second. Yeah, Kevin Krustowicz,
1: Did I get it right? Kruskowich. Kruskowicz. So I got it wrong both yeah, times. Both times. Well, this is not I great? got both parts of my name wrong. <laughs> Shall we try for my middle name now? Well, what is your middle name? James. Oh, let me see. Uh, Jim's. No. <laughs> That's it exactly. Uh, Kevin, I've known
0: you for quite some time. I'm mm-hmm. so happy to have you in the studio. Well, I'm happy today. to be here. And uh, I apologize for getting your name wrong. That's we, okay. We were just talking about that and how horrible it is when people don't at
1: least attempt to say your name yeah well, that's what it is mm-hmm. it's the it's the attempt I don't of course people are going to get my name wrong it's sure. a complicated name it's it's when you look at it it looks different than it sounds mm-hmm. um, but it's the attempt it's the people who give up and then make fun of it to cover their own shame sure or, or embarrassment uh, and then get mad at me because yeah. my name's complicated like I know my name's complicated yeah. um, you just try it's a litmus test for uh, respect. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you've experienced that.
0: Uh, with my first name, a lot of times yeah. people will try to change it to Mark. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's Marco. And yeah. they'll kind of give me a go look like, what does it matter? Yeah. It's like, well, it doesn't matter to you. And I don't care what you think about it. Yeah. That's my name. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to delve into your tool chest because mm-hmm. you're very handy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are three of your top tools that you couldn't live without?
1: Uh, tape measure. Okay. Yeah. Um, measure twice, cut once? Yeah. Yeah. I usually measure like four times. Okay. Because uh, I get I'm worried. Um, my drill. Okay. Um, and then probably my hammer. mm mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Do you have a good hammer? Yeah,
1: I've got a good hammer.
0: Because there's a difference – because you can get a dollar store hammer. Yeah. And you can get a good $25 hammer. And you can get a fifty dollar hammer. Yeah. And there's a huge difference there is, yeah. in hammer. What's important for you in a hammer?
1: Um a good handle, like that feels good um in my hand. Right. I like a flared bottom okay. on, the, on the handle. Because if I'm if I'm holding it uh, up towards the neck, I can turn it down and release my grip a bit and it'll just slide down into the perfect spot. Yeah, it won't slide and completely won't out of your hand, right? right out of my hand and know where on the mm-hmm. on the shaft I'm holding the hammer sure uh, i like a big face uh because i'm not always the most accurate on the nails so okay. i like a, a good face on the hammer and i've got a, there's a little magnet on the top with an indent so you can hook a nail onto there and you see you can start it just with a single hand you can start a nail i've always looked at those i see them on commercials and yeah. i was like is that a good hammer because it looks so great it's love, pretty great oh man. You just drop it in and and bang it in with one hand while if you're holding something. And then you want a, the claw. You don't want one that's too bent. Uh, you want more of a framing one that's flatter so you can get into those tight spots Oh, too. of course. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I like a good weighted hammer. Yeah.
0: And it clearly sounds like you have a good rate weighted hammer. Yeah. I've got a 14 ounce. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because there's something about that, the, like the swing of the hammer hitting mm-hmm. the nail. If it's mm-hmm. not weighted properly, yeah. you don't get the impact yeah. that you need.
1: Yeah. So you've got okay. So tell me about your drill. Uh, I've got a Dewalt twenty volt. I've got a Dewalt too. Yeah, yeah. there. I, I like a good Dewalt. Uh, it's I've got a driver. Uh, it came in one bag, a driver and a and an impact uh, drill.
0: Okay. So tell us the difference between those two drills, because our listeners might be like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I thought a drill is a drill is a drill.
1: Yeah. Well, with the uh, let's say sort of the bigger hammer drill looks mm-hmm. more like. What you think a standard drill looks Mm -hmm. like, but it's got a setting that will um, uh, basically vibrate the end of it, and that's for drilling into concrete and stuff. It sort of pounds at the concrete, Mm -hmm. and it's heavier and longer, so it's harder to hold. Right. Uh, But there's settings for drilling through things or or screwing something in, different Mm -hmm. settings like that. The little the little um, the little driver is much shorter, doesn't have that long nose that standard drills have, and it's got a lot of torque to it, Mm -hmm. so it's light. And when you're doing a lot of drilling, it doesn't um, twist your wrist. Right. It's got this torque that will do that for you. So you're not constantly having your your wrist turned on you. So if you're building a deck, or sure. that's a lot of long three-and-a-half-inch screws going in all day long. And you're right. going to hurt your wrist. Sure. Really, ultimately, so those drivers are perfect for stuff like that.
0: Oh. What about the numbers on the side of the drill? Yeah. You know how it goes like from 1 to 15 or mm-hmm. whatnot? I, I never understand what those mean or no, meant to I've do? I've never,
1: me either, and okay. I've looked into it, and I've made, and I've tried to adjust it to see if I can feel the difference, Yeah, and I really don't have a clue. Okay, so I don't feel so bad, because no. I've done the same. I've tried,
0: <laughs> I've tried it on one, I've tried it on 15, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't notice a difference no. for what I'm doing, and I just figured, you know what, then for what I'm doing, this is not as relevant
1: no. to other people's uh, needs, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, if you're drilling into a lot of cement and stuff, I'm sure you're going to change the torque on it. Sure.
0: So when drilling into cement, it sounds like the drill not only rotates and drills, but mm-hmm. it also kind of pounds like a jackhammer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. So that it kind of creates, I would imagine, a little chip that the drill then, then
1: burrows into? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they have drill bits that drill, like masonry bits, uh, have a flared end. Versus just a, a a straight tip, right? And regular drill bits. It's got this flared in that will grab it at all of that sort of brick or cement and and pull into it. Yeah, and then you use special screws called Tapcons. cons. Are those blue ones? The blue ones. Yes, yeah. they're called Tapcons? Yeah, tap oh, I, I didn't it's know a, that. Yeah, well, Tapcons is it's like Kleenex. It's a brand name okay. that you just basically just say oh, tap Tapcons and they'll they go to the blue screws. Is there a tool that you don't currently have that you would like to have in your tool chest or in your tool? Uh, area, Yeah, probably a sander, oh. I a little orbital sander. Uh, I don't really have a good – I have a belt sander, but that's not as useful as a little – Belt sanders can be crazy if you try yeah. to use them for purposes <laughs> the <then>. wrong thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have to show you my floors. I wanted to get my floor sanded, uh-huh. and uh, everyone I brought in to have my floor sanded would tell me – Just replace the floors. It's cheaper to replace the floors. And I was like, but I don't want to replace the floor. These are hardwood, thin slat floors that they don't use too much anymore. But we're like, why replace it when we can just refinish them? And they're like, it's going to cost you the same, you know, the work that we have to do here. It's not a large amount of floor, so we can't really um, give you discounts and whatnot. And so I was getting the bills, Kevin, and I was like, this is insane. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sand the floor. And if I mess up the floors, so be it. We'll replace them at that point. Exactly, yeah. So I went and I got a sander. And I got it from one of those box stores. Mm -hmm. And I spent three hours. And it did nothing. It started to, I was like, oh, this is great. And then it just did nothing. Right. So then I went to a place that's really close to my house. If you ever need industrial tools, right right close, close to where we are, great place. And I walked in there. And I go, do you have a sander for floors? And they're like, yeah and they're like uh, I'd like to rent one well. they're like mm, I don't know was it one of the big uprights that spin uh no it um, was more like a um how was it? it was like a belt sander right um but it looked like it looked like the most basic metal thing like it didn't have <laughs> bells and whistles yeah, it was no. just like this does one job and <laughs> one job only uh-huh. it had just a a clicker yeah. and you had to you had to be very cognizant of making sure that it was upright when you finished so that it didn't stand yeah. where you were. Yeah. And they were like, "I don't know if you can handle this." Is what they said to me. I'm like, wow. Yeah, and I was like, "Listen. It might not look handy, but and if I wreck my floors, I'll just replace them because that's what everyone's telling me." So one guy finally said, "Okay. Come with me. I'll show you." And he showed me and it was like the moment it hit the floor, yeah. We were off to the races. Oh, it, goes. It, it went it peeled a layer off and it was like, "This is amazing, but the problem was I couldn't get close to the wall. No, no, you can't at all. So I had to use the trusty belt sander, mm. and that was just, it was like fighting with an alligator is yeah. what it felt like. Yeah, I know. Those things frighten me. Yeah. I'd go right through the middle of the floor. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so I, I did it. Yeah. I stained
1: it. And how is it? There's a couple of dips here and there, but we look at it as it adds character. I like, yeah, I like that too. I like, I like the mistakes and I like the... I mean, some mistakes I can't stop looking at sure. in my house. And um, other people's house is fine. Yeah. I don't have to look at yeah. it <laughs> once I'm done. It saved me thousands of dollars. Yeah. So yeah. I was happy. And it's satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like with my house, we ripped it all apart. This one we bought two years ago. Okay. So I I know it all intimately, like the inside of those walls, the inside of that house. How old is your house? It's 103 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you open it up and you go, oh, that vent is wrapped in asbestos. Sure. Oh, good no. to know. Okay. You don't touch it. It's fine. You just sure. got to seal it back up. Sure. If you're replacing things, sure, you need to get the pros mm-hmm. in to wrap it all up. But, but it is because it's 103 years old. Right. You know, there's a stump holding up the house. Like a lot of those old houses, the main the main pillar that's going to hold up your main beam, it was often just a raw stump. Like right. a tree, like a six-foot Section of a tree, and they wedged it in there, and that's what's been holding up the house for a hundred years oh my goodness uh, and it's uh but that's great like you uh, it's like old car engines There, it makes it easier to understand it gives you your basics um so those old houses are really basic um how's your stump doing uh it, it's it's okay i've actually uh, <laughs> I've actually replaced it okay. uh just last year because after 102 years, it had cracked and was starting to shrink up a little of bit, so it was a little bit loose. So I was like, "Well, we just gotta now we've sure. gotta replace it." So, what point. you
0: replace? This this reminds me of my episode that I did about culverts, <laughs> yeah,
1: with, with <laughs> Deb Kimmet, where we just kind of delved into culverts.
0: So, what do you do to replace like? We use your... the
1: metal, the metal jack, like the metal version of that now, sure. and you can jack it up and you can create that pressure and lock it off.
0: But what what did you replace the stump with?
1: That. Concrete. Oh, with a jack. So with, yeah,
0: your yeah. house is now has a jack in its place. Yeah. holding it. and yeah. the jack is resting on the stump, or did you? No, it's
1: on the it's on the cement. It's just okay. a complete re- replacement and rejigging of all of all of that stuff.
0: Yeah, I, c- I was concerned there. Any surprises <laughs> when we were tackling my cottage? Uh-huh. And you know, with the cottage, we replace we we d- we tend to things year after year. Yeah. and I remember, I have a, a cousin who's an electrician, yeah. and we. Took the plate away from an electrical outlet, mm-hmm. and it was like an octopus of live wires just facing us. And, we're yeah. like, and he's like, What is going on here? Yeah. And he's like, Okay, stand back, turn off the thing, let me get my tester that tests live wires. And we went through it. and he's like, I can't believe this was here just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Any
1: surprises? Um, besides the stump, that is. Besides the stump that needed replaced. Yeah, I mean, our our cast iron uh, stack, which is your main, oh, wow. um, you know, your sewage. Uh, the, the inspector, when we first bought the place, came in and looked around and went, yeah this this is all okay. There may be a bit of bulging here, but you don't need to worry about that for a long time. Okay. We move in, we move in, and, and I was giving it all a good first clean before we moved all of our crap of into course. the basement and leave it there for the rest of our lives, pretending we need it. <laughs> Uh, And I went around the back and it had – there was a spot that was burst. And the inspector just missed it. Uh, And so we had to replace the stack, which was a cost I wasn't expecting. We Uh, we had a pretty tight budget for our renovation because we had – it was all knob and tubes. We had to rewire the Uh whole house. So to redo the stack as well was um, surprising. Our real estate agent was good. She softened the blow because she recommended that inspector. I'm not sure about inspect. Between you and me, I don't know about oh, really? house inspectors and that whole business. We can get on to that I later if you want. I insist on an inspector. I insist on an inspection.
0: An inspection, yes. But I
1: don't necessarily know if you need to spend your hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars on an inspector. Okay. And that sort of racket. This guy, she recommended, and he had all of the certificates sure. and all of the things, and he missed something that cost us, you know, a few thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, she felt really bad, so she bought us this gorgeous, giant mirror for above the okay. fireplace. Okay. <laughs> softened the blow <boat> a bit. <laughs> she could have kicked in to replace the stack. She instead. really could have. Uh, yeah. So, so you that-
0: have a P- do you have a PVC stack now? Or, or yeah. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least, you know, I will say this. Replacing the stack before all your things are in the house, yeah. you know, I know it's a few thousand dollars now, yeah. but better than in two years from now when you uh, yeah, like,
1: this is for sure. just a disaster. No, absolutely. I didn't for realize
0: sure. they made stacks out of uh, cast iron.
1: Oh, yeah. All the original ones wow. were all cast iron. And now, at this point, we're getting to a point where they all should be replaced sure. after a hundred years. Of I, course. But that's amazing. Like, cast iron has lasted a hundred years yeah. in the house. And we always go, oh, that's terrible, and oh, leaching, and sure. oh, it's going to be awful, and you can't trust it. But it's... Lasted for a hundred years. Mm. The knob and tube wiring in our house, people always say, oh knob and tube's so dangerous. A hundred years. Right. It's just can't it just can't handle the voltage. Right. Now. That's that all. It's using. still possibly superior. Like already we've gone from like cast iron is mm. sort of in our generation to sure. copper, right. to P V C to like the flex, uh, the different the flex plastic now. Right. Uh, so we've already moved through like three technologies where sure. cast iron was there from, you know, it was
0: 100, thing, 150
1: yeah. years. It was the thing. It lasted way longer. How heavy was it? Super heavy. I know. But brittle because it was so old. Well, it was pretty brittle. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is there
0: a project that you have on the go that you're looking forward to?
1: Uh, in my own house? The yeah. Pro- yeah. We, it's not on the go right now, but we're going to... Uh, build a laundry room in the basement. Oh, cool. Because it's an unfinished basement and we're a bit tired of doing laundry in an unfinished basement. Sure. It just feels a bit gross.
0: So I'll show you my laundry room uh-huh. when we're done, which is just behind this door yeah. where we're recording. What we did was we built the laundry area and Amanda wanted a folding area mm-hmm. that was above our washer and dryer. Yeah. But we also incorporated a curtain for self-tapes. Oh. So because you're an actor and I'm an actor, yeah. for our listeners, we often have to submit tapes of us auditioning. Yeah. And oftentimes, actors will try to find an area in their home mm-hmm. that has the least amount of things in it and maybe remove a mirror or a... Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've had to take pictures off the wall. <laughs> and, it's and you're impossible. like, is my <laughs> head
1: in front of the little gold hook that's on the wall? Because I don't want that behind me.
0: <laughs> and it's always... Like the most frustrating part, and then, like, I can't light this corner, but this is the best corner. Yeah, and so we're like, All right, we're building ourselves a little self tape area, yeah, in front of the uh laundry area. Yeah. And if we have laundry on the go or things that we don't want people to see, we just
1: can use they those curtains. Yeah,
0: so I'll, I'll show you that after yeah, as well. Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah. We in our guest room, mm-hmm. it's our office slash guest room, uh, I built a Murphy bed. Oh. So you built it, yeah, you
0: actually built it, yeah, oh wow you okay. buy the
1: you buy the hardware, right, uh, like the gas pistons, sure uh and then um and then it comes with different uh designs, wow, uh, and you can choose your type of wood or whatever and and so i there's we have a a Murphy bed, so we have that space in the guest room because after a while, we're like, well, what do we have guests? four, five weeks out of the year, right. I'm gonna leave a whole bed taking up all this space, so we just fold it up. And it just looks like a big cabinet.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to ask, what's behind? So for our listeners who are like, I don't know. We don't call it a Murphy bed or I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. It's those beds that you raise up and they just become part of the wall. Yeah, they fold up. They fold up. Yeah. And, and then you can, pull, you can pull it down. But a lot of times what's on the back end of the Murphy bed, so the part that you see on the wall mm-hmm. is fascinating. So you just have it look like
1: It just looks like a, 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 a cabinet. A, okay. Yeah, it looks like just a... Um, because it's also not a uh, a vertical Murphy bed it's a horizontal Murphy bed. Oh. Yeah, so when it opens up the head of the bed isn't against the wall. Okay. It opens up and the head of the bed is to the left of Oh, I see. that wall. So it it's lower so we have above it we can we have pictures oh, and, that's great. and things like that on top of it. Sure. And then it just looks like a like an armoire, sort of like a lower yeah, shelving, and it's great because then we have a room. We have all that space in the room, and then that wall—that's the wall that we record against. Kevin, that's amazing. I'm yeah. so impressed.
0: Um, you know, I know your your performance background, so I've always been impressed about that. But I think the fact that you built a Murphy bed that <laughs> sort of <laughs> topped all I the do. respect I had for you as a performer. <laughs> but now, as a builder, I'm
1: quite I, quite impressed. I love a Murphy bed. I yeah. really do. It changes your space. So easy, so easy. You never have to see that bed until a guest comes. And then your guests are very impressed. Mm-hmm. I've been <laughs> wanting
0: a Murphy bed in our office for Do it. years Do and, it. and I think my wife, Amanda, is finally sort of warming up to it. Mm-hmm. But that's what I want. But I never thought of building it. I always thought of like ordering in one that I can then sort of.
1: Yeah, you, I think it's cheaper to build it okay. and you can customize it. So if you want to put a couch on the back side of it so when it folds down it'll sit on the seat of the couch mm-hmm. but you have a sitting space or have a desk that'll fold up on it or yeah. you can build whatever you want but buying them completed is pretty overpriced like that one mm-hmm. so i bought the hardware from Lee Valley okay uh, the Lee Valley store is a good place to get it there's also Murphy bed stores you can buy the sure. hardware from so that hardware cost about 300 Three hundred twenty bucks okay. for the hardware. Sure. And then it has all the plans and then it's your choice of wood. So I just did plywood.
0: Oh wow. Like okay. I just
1: didn't want to make it expensive. Sure. Good, good one side. Yep. Um plywood. And all of that material cost another three hundred. Wow. So that's, you know, about six hundred and fifty bucks. And you buy a mattress. We got a great deal on just sort of a foam one that's quite sure. comfortable. So under a thousand dollars, we have this murphy bet yeah and you go online you look at something similar and it's going to be 2,000 2,500 bucks the
0: cheapest i've seen is 2,500 bucks yeah. and that's with you know 300 dollars off or whatever discount right. sale from costco or wherever yeah. so i
1: think the markup is really high yeah yeah you can even choose better material than than plywood sure um but plywood works great you can paint it up and it looks of course it looks great
0: it's easy and if you make a cutting error or whatever mm-hmm. it's just plywood yeah. you haven't you haven't broken. Not that you would, but I know myself and be oh, like zip I, on like, I uh, like. Oh, there goes that oak. Kevin did say measure four <laughs> times, not twice. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. What's the biggest project you've undertaken?
1: Um, well, it was probably the renovation of, okay. of our house. Just in scope, okay. uh, because it was a pretty short. We had a short window of about ten weeks. Sarah Jean was off doing a show. Uh, I took that time off. at The ho- our First house that we had sold, we'd sold it to friends, and they weren't going to move in right away, so I rented it back for uh, two and a half months. So I cool. had ten weeks to uh, rewire, and I didn't. I had an electrician in, but I okay. helped the electrician, which saves money if, I'm, sure. if you're pulling cable with with the electrician. So I had to take. We took out three walls, all of the ceilings on both floors, redid the bathroom on the main floor, um, redid the kitchen. Uh, the floors were already done they were beautiful. Okay, good. Um, the guy who lived there before us was a furniture uh, refinisher, so all the wood was beautiful, but all the plaster was a disaster. Uh, and I moved a, a vent, uh, just some of those things. So it was that was in that was the biggest scope, mm-hmm. yeah, which was great because there was a lot of project management involved in that as well. I find that the hardest is pro- uh, is project managing. Yeah, yeah, with other tradespeople because. They're not that reliable. Right. They're well, so necessary that I, they know they're necessary, yeah. so they can just not show up, and you can't do a thing about oh, it. I have stories that I could tell mm-hmm. you that would
0: make you weep, but I also sometimes your vision—they don't see your vision, and they just go forward with theirs, and it's like, hang on here. That's yeah. not what we want. Yeah, and it's—it's a—it it's, uh, can be trying. Yeah. yeah, when you go into
1: a big box store or a place mm-hmm. like Lee Valley. Mm-hmm. Do you get excited? Yeah, I get excited in Lee Valley. Okay. I do. I get excited in all of them. Right. I don't know what it is about wandering through a Home Depot. Sure. But it's, it's, I guess it's potential. Mm-hmm. You walk in there and you go, oh, what, can I, what can I make? The, the most fun I had at, at a Home Depot was uh, my wife, Sarah Jean, is a very fashionable woman. Right. Uh, and also um, a very messy woman. Okay. So she has a lot of clothes, sure, and they don't always make it to a hanger. Mm-hmm. So the best use for us of our third room mm-hmm. is to turn it into a boudoir. Oh, wonderful. For, so all of her all of her stuff and her desk and office is sure. there well, but all of her clothes, all of her makeup, it's just that room is designated for her. So I built um all of this uh this hanging structures out of um uh, iron pipes and sort of those cast iron sure. pipes and stuff. So I spent the day in Home Depot designing and cutting pipes to fit this whole two-walled uh, structure. Wow. And so, so she could have sort of exposed hanging for all of her clothes and stuff because she likes to be able to shop at home. Of course. a concept that she Dream. loves. Uh, that was my favorite. I spent the entire day just with a pad, designing, and then cutting and fitting them on the floor in the home yeah, depot. of course. And nobody bats an eye because they're like, yep. He's my busy.
0: Yeah, He's got something going he's on. He's got something going on. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. I love talking to people who are handy because I'm somewhat handy. My yeah. dad was very handy. Right. And I think that just kind of came down to me being around him and being his assistant. Yeah. In other words, get me this, get me that. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, so by virtue of that, I became somewhat handy. But yeah. I love talking to people who are handy because they get it. Like, for example, here in our basement, mm-hmm. we replaced two windows. Right. And I had them made them bigger. Yep. And it was an expense. And I remember Amanda saying, like, well, what what's wrong with these windows? I go, they're small. Yeah. I go, even if we just double the size, because we couldn't put the windows as big as I would have liked them mm-hmm. to be. But I remember doing it. And I didn't have too many people sort of on my side when they knew how much I was spending and what I was doing there. i yeah. like, really? Do you really need to do that?
1: Did you have to dig out? We yeah. had to
0: dig out. We had to. Not only did we have to dig out the front, we had to dig out the back. And we had put in a deck and it was just...
1: Right. It was just... Is that window under the deck or is beside... Under, under it, the deck. It's under the yeah. deck, yeah. So we kind
0: of built the uh, corrugated sort of... Uh, mm-hmm. my, the well. The well all around it. And uh, yeah. And all so right. it was like this this project and it was messy and you know you're digging dirt and yeah. anything that we had planted so we had some oh, of uh, course what are those flowers called they're the flowers that um oh they're the ones that the ants help open up i can't remember the, the name. peonies peonies thank you that's yeah. exactly thank you and you know we transplanted those peonies from my yeah. mom's house and they're
1: they're a fickle plant right so yeah. we're like
0: okay great we we should get them by next year cuz it takes a, yeah. and then Sure enough, all the people at work step, step, smash, step, and you're like, "Oh no, oh, this is the worst! This is the worst!" <laughs> and I moved, the, I moved them all so that they'd be out of the way. Nope, yeah. it was like step, crash, <sighs> and but once it's in, yeah, and once the light comes in, and then Amanda's like, "I'm so glad we did yeah, this." Yeah, huge so, difference. It's a huge difference, right? Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah, how are you with painting? Do you enjoy painting?
1: Um. Yeah, I. I used to more. Okay. I don't as much anymore. I don't know. I don't know why. Um when I first moved to Stratford where we live now. We've been mm-hmm. there about 7 years. Um my in between job was working with our friend Sean who Ooh. has a painting uh business. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh and which is how I got my first client like um like, handyman client. Okay. I was painting with Sean, and they're like, can somebody turn this closet into a pantry for us? Any of you guys have that ability? And I did it, and then I worked for that family for about two and a half years. Oh, that's wonderful. They, they just kept project after project. Hey, we need new doors here. Can you, you know, put new doors or build this or that? And they were the best. Uh, so I did a lot of painting when I first okay. uh, moved. And I can I can paint well, but yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, just because it's not um, creative. what I love about being a handyman especially for other people is is the problem solving that's sure. involved okay uh, and then trying to make something beautiful out of something that el- like it's an elegant solution that that's really what I enjoy right. about it uh, and painting is just that painting you want it to look good and be precise but there, it's you're not solving any problems. Kevin, I've really enjoyed this chat with you. I have as well.
0: Where did you get, just before we end, where did you get your handiness from?
1: From my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, my dad uh, is super handy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I was surprised how much that I I had absorbed. Right. Uh, I uh, used to live in Vancouver and had a condo, and I was going to renovate it just sort of cosmetically. Sure. And my dad came out to help me, and I think he came out expecting that he was going to have to do it all and I would watch and then we just got started and suddenly I knew things. Right. So it was the first time I realized that I knew how to do things and a lot of it was theory but then the minute I did it it was like oh okay, oh I yes I can actually you do it a couple times and then suddenly that muscle memory kicks in and, Right. or you've learned it and you're able to repeat it and and that's when I discovered that I had it and I was like oh and then he started to he used to just direct me like like, go get that do it like this Uh, shush shush while I do this and then but at that point then he started to go oh well think about this when you do it and he stepped back and and became a really good teacher oh wow Uh, so that's when I started to figure out that I had some skills in my back pocket That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that, Kevin. Thank you.
0: Uh, It's been a pleasure having you. Please come back. I would love to. And uh, everyone else listening, we hope you enjoyed this handy episode of The Insomnia Project. If you have any questions uh, regarding handy things, let me know. I can always pass them on to Kevin, and we'll see if we can answer your questions. Until then, we hope you listen and sleep.